Hello all, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. It's time to get empowered, learn to transform, look for signs of autism in our children at any age, and hear how we can help the orphans in Ukraine. Before we hear about today's guests, I would like to encourage you to check out my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, ranked number one new release in the 12-step genre. I share my story of trauma, addiction, and recovery to help you, the reader. I want to meet you where you are in the healing process and support you with knowledge I have learned through my healing journey. I do not claim to be an expert, but I have completely transformed my life for the better and I wanna help you to do the same. Now let's hear about my incredible guest. A troubled past does not have to hold you back. I want you to hear that. A troubled past does not have to hold you back. My first guest proves this by a truly triumphant story. Doug Dane, mindset mentor, abuse survivor, international keynote speaker, and author of Mistaken Identity, shares how he beat the odds to find success in his own life, experiencing the freedom, healthy relationships, and abundance he'd always wanted. He shares with us how he transformed and helps us to find our own self-worth along with letting go of a victim mindset. Wake Up Now acknowledges Autism Acceptance Month with Dr. Robert Melillo, professor, functional neurologist, and author. Today we will learn the signs of autism at any age, and I just want to let you know that the spectrum is very broad. We will also find out what is actually happening in the brain of a child with autism. Lastly, we learn about the forgotten children of the Ukrainian war and how two incredible people are fighting to lift the barriers of adoption for these orphans with Senator Raymond Lesniak, president of the Lesniak Institute, and Carolina Denhard, international family law attorney and partner at Linda Berry, McCormick, Estabrook, and Cooper. Join us today to share their efforts and how we can get involved. Now let's meet these incredible guests and move towards a life of happiness. We now meet mindset mentor, abuse survivor, mental health advocate, international keynote speaker, and author of Mistaken Identity, a guide to letting go of the past that's holding you back. Doug Dane, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Oh, wow. So great to have you here. And I know that you've gone through a lot yourself. I have, yes. And um, you have found that we can move from our past and create the person that feels right for us. Absolutely. Right? And, And I know that I myself and even I'm dealing with this at home. Like trying, we try to raise our kids the best we can, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes we do better than others. But our children are, are suffering, yep, because they don't know who they are. So how can we help them? Um, well, I think it starts. Uh, so I call it a mistaken identity, and so I think uh, it does start with the adults. Does start with the parents. Uh-huh. Because um, for me, like I was a little kid that struggled. Mm-hmm. I grew up into a teenager and young adult that struggled, and then I grew into uh, an older adult that was going to have a child. I thought I got to stop the struggle, and so uh, I think the starting point is really adults first to understand. Okay, why 
why are you still struggling? Why are you still suffering? Why are you still dealing with uh, health issues and mental health issues and struggling at home and at work? Um, and not a lot of people understand that. Everybody's dealing with their symptoms. Nobody really goes to the cause. And the root cause of why you don't feel good about yourself started at a very little, a very young age when you were little and you arrived here and yeah. the parents started um, programming you and you started out as an imitation. So you're imitating mom and dad. Mm -hmm. um, then they start drilling rules, values, and beliefs into you and, and you got to follow those. And to get love and validation, yeah. you know, you want to make sure you follow the rules and you do things right. You didn't right. get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but you really got punished uh, if you did things wrong or you were bad or you didn't meet up to the rules and the values and the standards. And so yeah. the biggest issue, chapter one of my book, is called Stop Judging because we were judged. Yeah. It's not our parents' fault. They just were doing what they thought they needed to do to raise their children. And But they did judge you. They were judging each other. They were judging their friends and families. You saw that when you were little. And then you started judging yourself. Right. Because right. you weren't doing what you were supposed to at be doing. At a very young age, at too. At a very young age. How, so how do we move past if, you know, I had trauma, yeah. you had trauma. Mm -hmm. I've I've learned a lot myself how to, how to move past, but how can you help those out there to move past? Well, I think I call it three stages. Um, learn, unlearn, and then relearn. Mm, and so, yeah. I mean, everything that we operate with, all our, all these beliefs and our, our concept of ourself is just something that we learn. Mm -hmm. So if you can first learn and understand, okay, how do you get, how do you develop this image you hold of yourself? Um, I didn't even know my story. My story was blocked out till I was 39. Oh, I was wow. just struggling away, trying to figure life out, trying to do better. Yeah. And my marriage falls apart. I go for counseling and the story unfolds. And my, my counselor, she was brilliant because she, she said, go back and do an investigation. If you understand why you're failing in these areas, we'll find out where you got that belief of failure from. And so I put a whole story together through investigations and police and uh, child welfare teachers, et cetera. And wow. so that's the learn part. Right. And then the unlearned part is to gain understanding of why I was feeling the way, why you were feeling the way you were feeling all those years as a result of the abuse. And right. then the relearn is just simply make up make up your own rules, your own values, your own beliefs. Just get in charge with or in connection with who you are. And that's really, you know, what are you passionate about? What uh, what mission are you on? What yeah. hill do you want to take? How do you want to help the world? And that will connect you to you. Right. And then all you got to do is just raise yourself. You're an adult now. Raise yourself up right. um, with new beliefs. What makes you happy? So how can they find you? And, and get more questions answered and build on relationships, which are so important, and uh, and find your book. Well, yeah, I mean, the book, I, I wrote the book in such a way, I didn't want to write a book. I wanted to explain to people how I did what I did, like what you're asking me how to do. Because yeah. everybody's coming, how did you go from that to right. this? And I couldn't explain it to you. Yeah. So I wanted to figure it out. So I did, and I put it in the book. And so the book is more of a... It's more of a guidebook or a I handbook, yeah. and it takes you through 30 stories, 30 principles, and 30 action steps. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be available, or it's available now in stores everywhere. Mistaken um, Identity. Mistaken mm -hmm. Identity. You can get it, of course, online, or go to my website, dougdane.com, and you can okay. get it through there. And uh, I'm also running, a, uh, I'm running a, a group of people that if you want to go through the book with me, you can read the book and then you can meet me each day and I'll help you go through the book and awesome. to apply. Incredible, so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So Doug, thank you come for coming on Wake Up With Marcy and 
helping us because we're all looking to live a better life, but it takes work and an understanding. So thank you again for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. After the break, we learn the signs of autism with Dr. Robert Malilo, professor, functional neurologist, and author. I will now speak with Dr. Robert Melillo, professor, functional neurologist, and author. Welcome to the show, Dr. Melillo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you and such an important subject and something that's actually touching my family now. So I really look forward to speaking with you. So can you tell us what is developmental functional neurology and why did you develop this new approach? Well, you know, one, I started it really because of my own son who was diagnosed with ADHD. um, And then my other two children had other issues. And so really as a father, um, I had a back, I have a background in neurology and rehabilitation. It's always been my specialty. I've been a clinician for over 30 years. And I wanted to know one simple question, you know, what is actually happening in, in his brain? What is the actual when we talk about ADHD, what is it? Um, and so as a, you know, someone who does rehab, I wanted to be able to understand that so I could maybe help him in some way. But I didn't know until I could actually understand that question. And I went around and, you know, spoke to a lot of my colleagues, neurologists, pediatric neurologists, neuropsychologists. And I asked them all that question and, and no one could answer me. Everybody said, you know, I don't really know what it is. But they were really quickly to say, but there's nothing you can do about it. And I said, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you just told me you don't know what it is, but now you're telling me that there's nothing you can do about it. So I realized I had to do the research myself. So I dove into the research and after 10 years, I put that into a textbook and I published that textbook. And uh, it's been you know, a core textbook that's used in a lot of graduate programs around the country. And with that, I also developed a program that not only helped my son, but what was helping many, many other children and and adults. And Mm -hmm. bottom line is what we're able to understand is that the core problem in ADHD, OCD, Tourette's, tics, autism is a developmental imbalance primarily between the two hemispheres known as a functional disconnection syndrome. Oh, wow. So... Can you tell us just a little bit more what, what can be done about that? I mean, and, and what is your approach? Sure. You know, just for anybody that has a child that, you know, may be on the spectrum or has an issue, um, that when you look at the symptoms, you know, we were talking about certain kids that may be exceptional in certain areas and literally be gifted, and then they struggle in other areas. And this is what I work with. This is one of the reasons why I developed this, because I noticed that in my own son, and it was confusing. How can he be so good at certain things, like genius level, and really struggle? And that is because of this imbalance. And when you look at it in perspective of the right and left brain and what they do and how they develop, then all of a sudden the symptoms make perfect sense. Um, And with that, because it is an imbalance, the idea is, well, can we create balance? Can we change that? Because for me, I wanted to know what the primary issue was so that I could change that. 
you know, most of the treatments, most of the approaches out there really just look at managing symptoms and behavior. They don't really look at what is the core problem. And that has been, you know, what I've spent my career working on and developing and still doing research and still perfecting it at this point so that we can, you know, work with the most severe types of issues like non-speaking autism and really work to help those kids and adults really become you really just the best version of themselves. We're not trying to change them. We're just trying to help them become, you know, who they're supposed to be. So let's talk a little bit about autism. I mean, this is a very broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. And and I know when children are very young and nonverbal and we don't see they're hitting their milestones and such, that's something obviously that shows us something that's it's something's happening right and usually we go to autism but this is also something that's happening in children of 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 most ages like i mean i'm just saying that i don't think people have thought about my child's not really connecting here or not doing that um they have autism but they absolutely could have autism and be on the spectrum. So can you just absolutely. give us some things to look for? Yes. As you said, you know, the uh, early, especially motor developmental milestones are really important. Um, you know, the CDC recently came out saying that crawling is no longer a milestone. And to me, that's ridiculous. But those we, I, we have what we call the brain developmental blueprint. There's a blueprint to the way that the brain should develop. And there isn't much deviation from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it really should be child rolls over at three to five months. They, you know, start crawling on their belly in a marine crawl at about six or seven months. They sit up at around six to nine to eight months. They should then crawl on hands and knees not scoot on their butt, not roll, not drag one leg, but in a perfect cross crawl for several months and then get up, cruise along the furniture. And then at one year, they should walk. And maybe between 11 to 13 months, that's my standard. Anything that deviates from that is something that should be concerned with. The other thing is because we're dealing with brain and brain development, there's often what we call immune dysregulation as well. We see many kids that develop eczema at three months or four months or within the first year, especially as soon as dairy is introduced. Dairy Mm. is most commonly the most common trigger for eczema. And most doctors don't seem to know this. It's amazing to me. But so what we see is that, you know, this is also because their immune system is in high alert, which is what we see in autism. Their immune system is overactive. Mm. Um, And then at one year, they should be speaking. They should be saying three to five words. If they're not speaking at one year, that's a red flag, right? The nonverbal communication, the eye contact. You know, there's been studies by Ami Klim out of Yale and out of uh, um, Emory has shown that, you know, within one month, there's this eye contact between mother and child that isn't there in autism, right? Right. And so many moms, that's why I know my book is called Disconnected Kids, because many moms would come to me and say, I'm just disconnected from this, this child. It's different than my other kids. Can you tell us where the viewers can contact you and get more information? Yeah, my website, drrobertmalillo.com, that's M-E-L-I-L-L-O, and doctor is D-R. 
um, they can, you know, go directly to that website. It has most of my information on there. And, um, and we have a lot of, I mean, my, I have uh, eight best-selling books right now. My main book is Disconnected Kids, translated into 18 languages. It's one of the best-selling books wow. of all time in the genre. We're coming out with our third edition this year. Right. Well, thank you again so much. And a lot of us need help. I mean, as you know, it's become an epidemic out here So, with mental health. And so any help and understanding, and I know we're just learning uh, what, right, we're at the tip of the iceberg. So again, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up and have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back, we learn about the forgotten children of the Ukrainian war. excited to now welcome Carolina Denhard and Senator Lesniak. And we will be speaking about the forgotten children of the Ukrainian war. Thank you both so much for coming on Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh, what a serious topic. I mean, these poor Ukrainian orphans, what is happening? And they're forgotten. Yes. No one's taking care of them, except the Polish government and the Polish people. Uh-huh. But meantime, there are five to 7,000 uh, in Poland alone, um, who are lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we went there, uh, Carolina and I, with a team of people, we brought them uh, toys and, and gifts and clothing and iPads. Right. But they, what they really cared about was being with us. They hugged us. Yes. That's what they needed. But yeah. we were only there for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. They need a real family, and adoptions are being, uh, uh, have been shut down, right. uh, and they need to be opened up. So let's talk about what we can do to help and how are you both bringing down those barriers? So when the war started, uh, the adoption moratorium was put in place by the president of Ukraine. And what that means is that children that were in the process of being adopted or orphans living in orphanages, true orphans, orphans meaning that there's no parents, there's no family, mm-hmm. uh, they are literally waiting for a loving family. So when the moratorium was put in place, phone calls started coming in from loving American families to my law firm saying, we're watching the visuals on TV. We're watching these children walk miles and miles. Why can't we get involved? So I reached out to Senator Lesniak and uh, we identified the problem. And since that moment in time, about a year ago, we have been working together to try to lift the moratorium Mm -hmm. so that these children, as Senator said, could find a loving home in the United States. And where are you with that? Well, we have three proposals. First of all, there are uh, families um, in the United States, 200 of them, two from New Jersey, Mm -hmm. at least, Mm -hmm. um, who were in the process of getting adoption of children in Ukraine when it was suspended. So all we have to do, all our government has to do is to give those children parole, it's called. We did it for, for Haitian uh, orphans mm-hmm. uh, so that they can come to the United States to be with these families. And then when the war is over, when adoption proceedings, they can go back to Ukraine and go through the adoption proceedings. But meanwhile, they'll be with a, the loving family and they'll have that comfort. So if someone's watching this, though, and they want to get involved and they want to do their part and they want to push back and say, this isn't right, what can they do? Well, I think that it's always Senator will, I'm sure, back me up. 
power in numbers and voice, right? We need to uh, reach out to our Congress, to our leadership, to our diplomats, to the president of Poland, Ukraine, the U.S., Mm -hmm. to say that we have been there. We've we've seen this. These children are living not in the best conditions. One orphanage we went to, they had one slice of bread, one cold cut, a little bit of butter for their dinner. So we came back and we invested the time to bring back firsthand information. And I believe that this topic needs to be talked Mm -hmm. about. And I believe that, like Senator said, the children that were already paired with families, there is no reason in the world why they should be languishing in those orphanages right now in Poland. Absolutely. So talk with me more about your trip there. Mm. What was that like? And were you able to move the needle? Not yet, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've been in touch with all the entire congressional delegation. We've reached out to the ambassadors. I wrote an open letter to Zelensky mm-hmm. to have a heart. Yeah. He has the courage. He has backbone. Yeah, but he needs to have a heart for these children. Right. So we we have various different proposals. Uh, Asked Ukraine to open up adoption courts in Poland. Right. They they need it not in Ukraine, obviously, because they're being bombed by Putin, or give United States comedy so we can go through the... There are plenty of avenues to succeed, and yet nobody is doing anything about it. But we're not going to stop until these kids can find a home. Why can't you adopt? Well, because Ukraine has uh, declared a, a suspension yeah. and won't allow the United States to go through, or other countries who are allies, mm-hmm. not Russia, right. they're our enemy, yeah. but who are allies who are, we're, we're giving $28 billion United States alone, right. and they need more and they should get more. Mm-hmm. But they should also give us an opportunity to have U.S. families give homes for these kids. You know, at the uh, at the outbreak of the war, there was concern of the children falling into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm sex trafficking, other things, right? And, and that, that makes sense. Right. But we're now we're a year later, right. and some of the organizations, the NGOs, the non-government organizations that were helping in Poland, we have learned, have pulled out. Yeah. So they were providing clothing and food. Well, uh-huh. if they pull out, these kids now don't even have the basics. Right. So we are providing some of that support. We are organizing to provide that humanitarian relief while we advance uh, the adoption issue. But the children, imagine if they don't even have food right. or milk or diapers. They're or- not getting an education. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you mentioned to me about them not getting an education, not right. receiving life skills. Right. But yet at 18, then they are just out on the streets, out, right? out, on, out on the streets and likely to lead a life of crime. Exactly. They have nothing they have nothing to go by. So you are trying to make a difference for these children. Like what what ages are they and what was their response when you were yeah. there? Like give them a voice. As I said, <laughs> we were taken by that. They yeah. they hugged us. Yes. They just want to see real human beings give them some attention. Mm-hmm. That's all they need. And they right. deserve it. Right. It's heartbreaking, Marcy, because we saw children from newborns mm-hmm. to shy of 18. 
But what we recognized was that the older the children get and the longer they live in that environment, they become angry. Sure. They feel, as sure. Senator says, forgotten, abandoned. So we have that, that, that moment in time for those one to four to five-year-olds that the psychologists would back up to say that this is a really prime time for them. And some of these kids aren't getting medical attention that they need. We're trying to provide it, but we can only do so much. Absolutely. So being that you can only do so much, uh, what is the plea and truly what can we do? Well, number one is uh, the plea to get our congressional delegation involved Mm -hmm. to recognize that this is a problem. It's not seen as a problem, but it's a serious problem particularly for these, of course, for these kids, yeah. they need help. They need help. And we should give them help. And families want to help. And, yes. And, and this is hurting those families as well. You know, and think about it this way. Yeah. Let's just say the war ends in six months or a year yeah. or even tomorrow. Yeah. Right. The country is destroyed. These right. orphanages were vacated because they were being bombed. There's nowhere for these children to go back to. Mm-hmm. And the concept of going back to already overcrowded orphanage that may still be standing, that's not quality of life. That's not best for the children, yeah. especially when we have American families that are willing and able and waiting to provide that loving home. Absolutely. So how can the viewer get in touch with the two of you if they want to get involved? The LesniakInstitute.com. That's for starters. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, Carolina Denhardt, I mean, you could Google me, you could get in touch with me. But I am very fortunate to work with Senator Lesniak through his institute. We have a separate tab set up uh, at the website Wonderful. for donations, for information. So yes. anyone could just simply go there yeah. um, and, and support us. Right. Certainly call us with questions. Uh, we are looking to get as many people involved as possible mm. as we continue this plight. There's strength in numbers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up with Marcy. And I wish you nothing but progress and support from from me. And I'm sure there are a lot out there that want to do the same. Well, so, thank you for helping you. us get the message out. And thank you for your work. Thank you. thank you, Marcy. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in today. So much incredible information that we have learned. I hope that has helped you to move forward and think about how you want to transform your life. I hope you have an amazing week. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. Stay in touch with me on social media and I'll see you next weekend.